This is Sacred Tension, the podcast about the discipline of asking questions. My name is Stephen Bradford Long, and you can find the full transcript of this mini-episode at stephenbradfordlong.com. I've spent a great deal of time explaining why Satanism works for me. But, as I continue to explore my Satanism and receive questions from bemused readers and listeners, I'm starting to realize that there is an essential component of my Satanism that I've left out. So essential, perhaps, that it feels impossible to articulate. I feel intimidated, even trying to put this to words, but I will do my best. Reader and patron David got to the heart of this essential element of my Satanism when he asked the following question. Quote, However, if I may, why not something more conventional like Buddhism? I always thought it would be nice to reach the ultimate state of nirvana. You really don't have to believe in anything supernatural with that. Of course, no one can tell you what you should do. It's only that there might be a tendency for people to be put off by the notion of Satan because they might think you actually are worshiping evil or whatever, end quote. I can't help but feel that my readers are going about this far more rationally than I am. People looking in on my Satanism assume that, because I'm a non-theist, I surveyed the vast array of religious options and deliberately and calmly chose the most inflammatory, offensive, and misunderstood path possible. Nothing could be further from the truth. If I were going about this rationally, I would be a boring Unitarian Universalist or a milquetoast Episcopalian. If I wanted to be the most palatable, approachable person I could manage, I'd be a secular Buddhist. Because I'm a non-theist, people assume that I don't have any trace of intuition, mysticism, or religious passion. It makes sense, then, that they would wonder why I chose the most obviously controversial religion in the Western Hemisphere. But something deeper than choice happened here. Something deeply inconvenient and confusing happened. I can only call it a satanic conversion. Against my better judgment, I fell headfirst in love with the symbol of the romantic Satan. When I first encountered the satanic temple in 2017, something inside me sang. This was deeper than choice or strategy, but was intuition passion, and romance. G.K. Chesterton wrote, Let your religion be less of a theory and more of a love affair. My Satanism is all love affair. The only other thing I can compare it to is my love of Christ when I was a Christian. Christ felt like a living being and the object of my most earnest adoration and affection. Christ permeated my life. I couldn't help it. Now, even though I'm a non-theist who does not believe in the supernatural God or an afterlife, I feel a similar passion. In the same way I fell in love with Christ, I have fallen in love with Satan. Not by cold, calculated choice, not out of a sense of what's most politically expedient, not out of a desire to troll conservative Christians, and not because it makes my life easier. My Satanism does make my life more difficult. Why lose friends and be an object of fear or confusion? Why would I endanger my work and livelihood? Why would I jeopardize my relationship with my family? It's irrational, you might say, 
and I agree. It is deeply inconvenient and deeply irrational. In fact, when I first joined the Satanic Temple, I resolved to keep it a secret and to live and practice quietly as a Satanist, because I knew there would be repercussions. But as I started my journey as a Satanist, my passion for the symbol of Satan grew and grew. It flourished. It filled my soul. I found myself possessed of what I can only call, uncomfortably, a religious fervor, an overwhelming love. I reached out to some prominent Satanists on Twitter to get their comments on this experience. Satanic Temple International Council member Shalise Blythe had this to say, quote, Calling it a love affair hits really close to my own view of it, and I agree that, though based in rationalism, being a Satanist doesn't come from a hard, cold place. It's an almost instantaneous, deeply connected passion that you just know. It's coming home. And like most intense loves, the more you learn, the deeper it solidifies within you. End quote. When I expressed that the more it solidifies, the more impossible it feels to communicate this love to those outside it, Satanic Temple founder Lucian Greaves agreed, quote, That's exactly the problem I have. I can try to articulate it, but there's no way I can make people feel it if it doesn't really speak to them. End quote. This is why I insist on calling my Satanism a religion. Religion touches our whole being. It envelops us in a way nothing else can. My Satanism connects with me on a deep, irrational, intuitive level while also engaging my mind and reason. It is a full-body, mind-and-heart experience. It is also a shared communion, existing not just individually but in the space between other practitioners of this path. While it might make the more rational among us uncomfortable, I don't know how to describe this journey as anything other than a path of physicalist mysticism which started with a satanic conversion. In essence, a living, religious fictionalism. This might leave you with questions. How is it possible to feel such love and fervor for a mythic being who has no objective reality? How is it possible to be religious and non-theistic? How is it possible to be a physicalist and a mystic? I'm open to using terms other than mystic, but it was the word that came most readily to me when I was writing this piece. Satanism requires a profound paradigm shift into a different space, a place of wonderment and rationalism, religion and atheism. It breaks down these false binaries, ultimately with the goal of living a more fulfilled and joyful life. Love my work and want to support it? Please go to patreon.com forward slash Stephen Bradford Long and for $1 or $5 a month, you will get access to extra content every week. And as usual, thanks for listening.